Hey there, uh, out there in podcast land, it is Becca here with Who's Becca Stan coming at you live from Tashkent, Uzbekistan in the heart of Central Asia. Okay, let's talk about what am I excited about, what am I puzzled by, and how long do I plan to stay? Okay, so today I am excited about the diverse nature of the international community here. So, um, what I'm noticing is that there's a diverse international community here. Okay, so at my school, we sort of have the standard international countries represented. America, the UK, but uh, we also have South Africa, Hungary, India, Zimbabwe, I think that's it, uh, Serbia, Czech Republic with a Canadian passport. Okay, um, but yesterday I went to an event sponsored by Internations, which is a worldwide organization to bring international people together when they are living in foreign countries. And it was uh, at a strange venue. I guess it's like an office building or apartment building I don't know in a fairly obscure location that they have an open-air bar up on the top floor and it is the last day they were going to be open because it's about to be cold so um yeah so you had to kind of register and have a little password to go to the open-air event but anyway but it was very well attended I don't know maybe like 75 people there. 100 seems a little high. 50 seems a little low. And although I didn't get to talk to as many people there as I had hoped, I definitely, definitely, definitely noticed how diverse it was. So um, the gentleman who is the organizer is from Palestine. Um, there's a, a lady, young woman, who is kind of a mover and a shaker in the international community here who's local. Um, and, yeah, so some other, like, other kind of, like, Middle Eastern, Central Asian countries, you know, Kazakhstan and other neighboring countries here. And that tended to be more men and then the women who were there, which there were a lot of women there, which is fairly unusual compared to what I'm used to in an international setting, um, tended to be more teachers. And that was very diverse. So I met a woman from Peru, El Salvador, the Philippines, and then also the UK and myself, American, uh, in addition to some local Uzbek women. So, yeah, so interesting that it is like, oh, you know, the little, the little world has just come together here on this rooftop bar in Tashkent, Uzbekistan, and all just talking about our experiences here and how we're feeling about it, and common experiences that our stomach is bothering us. Apparently, I'm not the only one. Another common experience was for people who have lived in a country and experienced a military coup. So my favorite quote of the evening was actually from some guys. 
the few guys I talked with that evening, and one of which who was living in Myanmar last year, said, you know, well, I was living there as a foreigner. The military coup really didn't affect me, even though there was rioting as close to a kilometer to his house. And some others chimed in. They said, oh, yeah, I had a friend who was in Egypt when they had a coup. I had a friend who was in Turkey when they had a coup. And the common experience was when there was a military coup in the country people had been in as an expat, uh, it was basically undistinguishable in their life, and they never really were not even aware, had no effect on their life. So, yeah, that was my favorite quote of the night. The military coup had no impact on my life. Okay, so that's a little bit about the diverse international community here in Tashkent. Moving on to what I am puzzled by. So, living in a foreign country, you know, and not not really speaking the language with any degree of efficacy, you know, people are constantly speaking at me in languages I don't know. Like, I went to the ballet and, you know, had to move my seat. Oh, no, they had to announce that uh, we were in the balcony and they announced that the main floor, we could move down. So the attendant says all this in Russian to me and she uses some gestures, you know, but I don't actually know what she says. I'm just following her gestures, you know. In a restaurant, you know, maybe we're getting a few words communicated, but definitely lots of pointing, lots of gestures, and what I'm puzzled by is being in a situation where you're having to hear a language that you are unfamiliar with constantly and ascertain meaning from it, primarily with the addition of tone of voice and gestures and context clues. Like, what does that do in my brain? Yeah, he hearing all that that it really doesn't understand... I mean, is my brain, like, trying to construct meaning out of that? Is my brain just tuning it out? And kind of what are the long-term effects of that? Because, you know, the human brain strives to create meaning. So, yeah, I mean, is that is that good for my brain or bad for my brain? I'm kind of going with the fact that it's good for my brain, that it's trying to you know, crack this puzzle and figure out what someone's saying, even not being able to understand the words. Um, yeah, kind of what the what the effects of that are. And of a similar note, what are the effects of... So when I'm talking with people who have limited English, I'm always trying to say things in the simplest way possible. Is that good for my brain or bad for my brain? to constantly be able, constantly taking con, uh, complicated concepts and boiling them down to a few words. And along those lines, a common strategy I use is that I use altered grammatical structures and altered syntax. So to a person who has limited English, I might say something like, your shoes are they new? Or, your shoes, they are cute. So, you know, instead of using the standards, are your shoes new? Um, 
I think your shoes are cute. You know, I've got that down, um, um, you know, I've, I've got that, I've got that rearranged in, in a way. So, yeah, is that, I mean, definitely it facilitates communication, but how is that settling in my brain using those altar patterns? And how is it settling in their ear, you know, um, modeling English? I still think it's the best option because it does help make your point. But just different usages of English for different settings. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm puzzled with today is being bombarded with languages I don't understand and the implications of breaking that down into simple English. Moving on to our third question of the day. How long do I plan to stay? Well, generally speaking, things are still going well. Wish my stomach was going a little better, but I'm really enjoying the art and culture here. Been to the ballet, been to the opera, had a nice time this weekend, rode bikes, um, went to the big Internations event, so had a good week at school. So, as you can see, there is lots and lots and lots of positive to report. So, uh, the prediction stands, a minimum of nine months, of which I'm already seven, seven weeks into, so that'd be about seven months more. So, yeah, so far so good, and we'll see what happens in the long run. So, in conclusion, I am excited about the diverse international community here. I am puzzled by being the, the neurological effects of being bombarded from other languages, and I plan to stay through the school year, possibly longer. So, whichever platform you are liking this on, please feel free to share it with your friends or add a review or comment. And wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, I'm glad that you are listening. This is Becca signing off from Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Tune in next time to see who's Uzbekistan, where's Uzbekistan, why's Uzbekistan, how's Uzbekistan here in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Bye-bye.